Are you thrilled? Are you excited? We're doing Lala Land. Let's. Yes, I'm. I'm, dude. <laughs> I'm so excited. I watched this movie five minutes ago. I peed and then I got. I came on. I t- <laughs> We just gotta get into it. We gotta get into it. We gotta get into it. We gotta get into it. Uh, hello, welcome to Film School. My name is Tyler uh, Robertson, to be precise. Uh, this is my co-host Courtney Hall. Say hi to the people. Hi. And let me just take a moment and say that we have a very special guest on today. We're introducing him so soon. I wanted to make him wait for such a <laughs> just a... I want him to be quiet on the Zoom call for like ten minutes. Absolutely not. We can't wait. Uh, we got to talk okay. about this movie. Uh, this is John Hogan of the Drive-In Movies podcast. Hello, I'm, Hello. Uh, I'm excited to be on. This is a uh, this is a great honor. I've been listening since episode one. That's so. you love to hear. As 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 do most of our guests. They they've been <laughs> we just our friends who who've supported us. <laughs> They're the only ones who will come on. <laughs> It's a great community. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Tight knit, mm-hmm. as they say. Yes. Yeah. So, Hoagie, tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I, I want to know what's your backstory. Um, I was born in January of '93. <laughs> okay. And uh, now I'm here, and I watch movies a lot. That yeah. middle stuff doesn't matter. The middle stuff <laughs> doesn't matter because it's just birth and then movies. That's. It's the only important stuff in my life. Yeah. Um, and uh, sorry, Ellie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Ellie, yeah. Of course, Ellie. She watches movies with me, so of course, we love to see it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have a podcast with Rudy Kuntz, the second. God, uh, I hope we get him we, on one day. Where we also he's talk a tough about get. Movies. Yes, he is a tough get. He's he, a tough get. He is. Uh, he's booked up. He's he's elusive. People want him. He's premier. He's a premier I guest. Don't, I don't understand how we got Hogan on the podcast. Me neither. This is so many uh, talks with his agents and yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare. Uh, I'm Ugh. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. We're glad you're here now. <laughs> we are. We're so glad you're here now because to talk Hoagie, about jazz. To t- <laughs> Hoagie, you're you're uh, you're one of the people who got me into movies. Really? Oh, yeah. Sweet. I didn't really <laughs> care <laughs> about. <laughs> I didn't really care about anything until college, and it was really you and Nathan who who brought me into the fold. Yeah, that was that was fun times. We got to watch a lot of movies back then, and I think heck yeah, I think that point in time for me too was kind of an exploration of a lot of different movies. And it was like sure. every day you were just watching something new. Sometimes you were watching a couple movies at a time, and you're like, I just want more. I just want more. <laughs> <laughs> and uh now i i don't think i watch as many as i wish i could like we uh, did back then which is a shame same. but i try I, I try to keep keep up with what's out yeah but, well and you're 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 all over the place you guys for the podcast you guys are watching two movies uh, an episode mm-hmm. most of them crazy you know, and then and then you're i always well back in the pre-covid times you're going to drive-ins going to like triple showings and stuff like oh, that oh yeah so quadruple you... showings man if you can get it Good that's Lord. where it that's where it's at because you you know you just set aside one day and you're like this whole day is just going to be assigned to movies and i'm going to treat I'm... myself 
Now, will you stay awake the entire time? Uh, that's a different story, but <laughs> yeah, it's fun times. Some, Especially the some drive-in. of those movies will require repeat viewings, but <laughs> yep, exactly. But enough of the jibber jabber. We have to talk about La La Land. Courtney, tell me about La La Land. Tell me about this film. Tell me about this masterwork. Uh, what do you What do you want to know? I want to know. <laughs> about it (laughs) you're nailing this (laughs) when did it Um, come out courtney december 25th 2016 another christmas movie two christmas movies in a row it's not it's oscar movies oscar (laughs) movies come out at the end of the year i've tried to explain this to you so many times you even had the day heck yeah yeah. christmas day 2016 day what an event i think my Um, family went and saw a star wars movie instead mm. I was in Florida. Okay. Because four days after this was my 21st birthday, so we went to Disney. Dang. Yep. That's fun. Hoagie, do you remember seeing this movie for the first time? I do, yes. And let me tell you, um, I've kind of come a long way from... The first time I watched this movie, okay. and I'm sure we'll talk about it more as as it goes on, but I do remember the first time I watched it, and it was it was a great experience. I loved the movie, and it's one of those that just kind of shocked you because when I saw it, I don't know if I had seen a trailer for it beforehand because I think I I didn't know a whole lot about it, mm-hmm. but I heard it was getting great reviews, and I think it was one of those like Oscar buzz kind of movies, and I'm always trying to find. Or I'm always trying to watch all the Oscar nominees. I try to watch them before they're announced. So I'm like, I already watched all these <laughs> movies. I'm, I'm ahead of the game. Um, so this was one that I wanted to watch because I had anticipated it getting nominated for awards because people were saying great things about it. And I remember going to the theater and sitting there and watching this movie. And then it was over. And I was like, holy crap. I want to watch it again. because. That blew me away. It's so good in the theater. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because yeah. I also I saw it in the theater maybe three times, um, and the first time, as everyone knows, I love musicals. <laughs> Obsessed with musicals, <laughs> they're my favorite thing, and so I was just I um, saw this like on on like a Wednesday at ten p.m. <laughs> um, and after the first the opening number, another day of sun, I cried. <laughs> Because I think I was really tired. But I also was just like, I love musicals so much. I'm so excited to see a modern musical that's not like a, uh, you know, like remake of a Broadway show um, or like a jukebox musical or something like that. And I was so excited. Yeah. And that excitement stayed throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it's... Watching it today, it is one of the most non, like... It is not an action movie in any sense of the word, but I get the same levels of hype. <laughs> I get so jacked for, for certain scenes in this movie. It is it is ridiculous. Ugh. I think I also think this was the around the beginnings of the movie pass era. Yeah, that's what we were talking about before you got on the Zoom call. This was movie pass. This was prime movie pass. 
for me. I think me and Nathan saw it. I think me and Nathan saw it three times. And then I saw it with other people. Yeah, Yeah, I saw it three times in theaters for sure. (sighs) And the first time I saw it, I went with um, Delaney and she didn't like it. (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> and i was like that was the best thing i've ever seen what are you talking about and she was like why the hell didn't they end up together that's so stupid and she was like <laughs> like legitimately mad at the movie and i was like i'm so happy they didn't end up together that's what makes it good <laughs> <sighs> yeah um the movie had a budget of about 30 million dollars oh wow that is smaller than i thought it would be yeah yeah that's not too high no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. And it would go on to make $151 million at the box office worldwide. Dang. This movie was huge when it came out. Everyone saw this movie in theaters, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is funny because it's like a commentary on dying art forms. Yeah, for and sure. And then everyone goes and sees it, which is good. It got their message out there. Uh mm-hmm. Runtime, two hours, eight minutes. Courtney? Pretty long. It is pretty long. It was much longer than I thought it was. Like It was, it felt, I watched it, I actually watched this last night. Okay. And um, with a few friends. Oh, yes. And um, I didn't take any notes. Query, uh, had they seen it? Um, Two had, one had not. What did the one had not think? I think she liked it. It was Megan, so. Oh, who knows but i think she liked it (laughs) we didn't really talk about it she was like it was good um yeah nice but i didn't take any notes so i might be a little off this episode that's okay i took a lot of notes but it's all emotional just like yeah just i wrote down a lot of quotes that most i think they're all ryan gosling ryan gosling in this movie (laughs) is he's Okay, I have I have a I have a thing. Well, I I love Ryan Gosling first of all. Let's get that out of the way. But also, mm-hmm. I think he's a comedic genius. <laughs> I think I don't disagree. I think, I think he's one of the funniest actors. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think Crazy Stupid Love is he's so funny in that movie. And the nice guys, he's hilarious. This mm-hmm. even at La La Land, he is <laughs> he's hilarious. Whenever Whenever he gets scared by something, when he walks, like in the, in this one, when he gets scared by his sister being in his apartment without mm-hmm. him knowing, and he just does that, like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's so funny, and the way he does like double takes, r- real emotionless, um, emotionless, like uh, he'll he'll be like uh, you know, it's just I God, I I love it. I feel like his humor kind of matches with humor in like The Office. Okay. Where it's kind of just like natural kind of humor rather than yeah, he's stage. Like, like Will Ferrell. He's like deadpan. Kinda, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I did think back to the runtime. I did think it was a little long. This was like the first time I watched it where it did feel like it dragged a little bit. Yeah, me too. Um, Especially like the beginning, I guess. I After the opening number, which is kind of funny. Like this was the first time when I watched the opening number where I was like, this kind of doesn't have to do with anything. it's just like no i feel like just a bunch of people dressed like the wiggles dancing and uh (laughs) dancing in the street (laughs) 
I mean, and I know this song has to do with like we're in LA and we're living our dreams, even if it, we don't get anywhere. And then the whole thing is about like, you know, going after, um, you know, your dreams and what you're passionate about. Like, even though you like keep getting being told no, you keep doing it till you get that yes. But it is kind of funny. It it almost feels like, and don't get me wrong, I love the opening number. Yeah. I <laughs> I love the song. I love all of it, but it does feel like out of place. Like I and I thought that when I first saw the movie, because I remember seeing the movie and it opened and I thought it was a commercial. (laughs) I thought the opening was like, you know, um, you know, like when you see a Disney movie and they have a short beforehand. Mm, Sure. I thought that's what the opening number was. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I well, this was the first time. Well, not really, but it just kind of clicked with me that the girl talking about like giving up on the on the boy, uh, because she said like I had to let him go at the train station or whatever. Left him in a greyhound greyhound station. Yeah, west of Santa yeah. Fe. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that one. Um, I mean that's what happened to them. She had to like leave Sebastian behind. So it connects. Yeah, it connects. It can. No, I understand how thematically it connects, yeah. but like. <laughs> It is just, it does feel a little out of place. Yeah, the only number as big as that is probably at the end, like the reprise of everything. And I also think it's the lighting. Oh, okay. I think it's like the way it's shot too. It just looks like... Super old school? Not even. I mean, it's just, it's like bright and I think it's because it's like the only like number we see where it doesn't look like, you know overly stylized Mm. um it feels a bit off because like even the like trying to think of all the other like musical numbers but they're all like this insane dramatic lighting and it makes you feel like you're on like they're on a stage and blah 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 blah, blah, and this is just kind of like they are outside um (laughs) yeah so i think it's maybe that makes it feel a little out of place to me yeah how impressive the choreography and timing of everything is though yes the fact that it's one shot and like so many people involved they're doing parkour that the purple wiggle (laughs) is doing parkour that's one of the funniest things in that scene too is because you have all the people dancing like synchronized on the cars and then you have one guy (laughs) who's like jumping back and forth between the highway barrier you're like what is going don't you love like did did anyone actually give him like direction Direct, or yeah, direction him, of what go he's do his doing, thing. He just, Wouldn't you yeah. love if like they just couldn't control him? <laughs> like they just they just had action. He just starts fucking parkouring around. They're like, no, you're supposed to be. Ah. Well, follow and him, I like, guess. And they were like, all right, <laughs> this is an expensive shot. We can't redo it. <laughs> yeah, it's Damien Chazelle's younger brother that he had to bring the set with him. <laughs> uh, Derek Chazelle. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he's tired of being compared to his older brother, and he's like, I, I'm really good at parkour. People know me for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Damien Chazelle, yeah, he directed and the film and wrote, and wrote it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, nuts, a nuts thing. Yeah. How can you? <laughs> well, okay. So he also wrote and directed Whiplash. Um, Correct. Which. Uh, a movie I love, but it um he wanted to make La La Land first, okay, and everyone was like, no, 
Like, he had two scripts, kind of. Like, he had La La Land for a really long time. He also had Whiplash, and he was way more passionate about La La Land. It's what he wanted to make, and everyone told him no. And they were like, hmm. make Whiplash. So he did, and, it, like, he made Whiplash so that he could make La La Land. Interesting. And then he did, what was it, First Man? Yeah. Which is, you know, space jazz. <laughs> space jazz. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. He he has New York jazz, then L.A. jazz, and then space jazz. He also directed, I don't think he, maybe he did, right? Uh, he did um, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which of the Cloverfield movies is my favorite? I think he wrote it, but I don't think he directed it. I think it's the other way around. Oh, it's the other way around. I yeah. see. Okay. I think he's great, though. I think, like, mm-hmm. this movie has such a clear, like, vision. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very like singular minded and I think that's why it works. Yeah. The tone of Whiplash and La La Land are so different. It that's so funny cuz they're both about like artists. Yeah. Like whatever. I think they have the same message though. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think it's I about know. I think it's about how people can like I think it's about how hard it is to be in the arts and I yeah. think it's yeah. about how what people say and how people critique you can ruin your dreams and your passion if you let it. I think it's also and a little like, bit about sacrifice too. Like the mm-hmm. sacrifices yeah. that you take to achieve greatness or to achieve your dream is kind of shown in both movies. They they both have to take kind of the sacrifice of what they love or what they're comfortable with to move on to the next level. Yeah. We, we've talked about Whiplash before, right? A little bit. Mm-hmm. And how I don't like the ending. You don't like the ending of Whiplash? No. We did. We talked about it for like ten minutes on one episode. Yeah, but Hoagie, to 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 um, recap, I I don't like the ending of Whiplash because it kind of proves that, or the message of the ending is uh, J.K. Simmons was right. You have mm-hmm. to break break someone down. Yeah, because like like Miles Teller's character is saying like "fuck you" at the mm-hmm. end, right? Mm-hmm. By doing that thing. But then J.K. Simmons, like, smiles as if saying, like, I did it, you know? I made a star out of him, which is a bit fucked, because I think that's not Yeah, true. yeah, I I can see that point. I think it's, I like the ending, because I think it shows, I didn't necessarily take that J.K. Simmons' character was right the entire time, but I think it showed that both of them had a little bit of it right and you kind of get that from their interaction in the bar scene yeah where miles teller is asking jk simmons you know why are you pushing this Mm -hmm. far are you afraid that if you push too far then you'll you know keep the next great star and i think the end shows that yes jk simmons direction was a little harsh um extremely harsh honestly mm-hmm. um but miles teller still i don't know he still had the motivation to keep going and to kind of say fuck you to jk simmons character at the end and that's almost what helped him get past you know everything that jk simmons was was throwing him so i thought more of a victory for miles teller than i did too a victory yeah. for jk simmons when I also think it goes back to what I was saying about what the like theme of both movies is, where it's like 
you just have to keep going regardless of what people like people are mm-hmm. always going to try to break you down and you have to like believe in yourself sort of thing yeah. like it's similar to emma stone in this movie yep you know she's tired of people saying she can't do say. it and then she um like she you know gives up like essentially yeah and you know she has to you have to be able to like build yourself back up i think is the point of both yeah. and like ignore people who um aren't supporting you oh yeah pg-13 yeah of course there's nothing yeah. that happens in this no film. absolutely <laughs> not <laughs> honestly if they didn't say damn and hell it might be pg because <laughs> yeah it's it's not that bad at all yeah uh aspect ratio 2.55 to 1 cinemascope 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 yeah you know the cinemascope makes Emma Stone's eyes look so much bigger. <laughs> like they're already big, but this last watch, I was like, "Wow!" Like that's all I could <laughs> for a lot of the movie. Like that, uh, that movie with Amy Adams, big eyes, big eyes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I like the little old school opening with the cinemascope and everything that was very cool in theaters when they like yeah pulled the curtains back so yeah that. that was really cool yeah that's awesome uh and a rotten tomato score of 91 percent. people love it yeah wait oh what was the what was the audience score hold on the audience score is like 81 81 i mean that's yeah. fine whatever well you have you probably have a strong population of people who just don't like musicals people hate in general. musicals and people can fuck off <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah thank you courtney for um the the imdb cast list is like not yeah it doesn't make sense it's order of appearance and i couldn't deal with it so i just wrote i was really like the only two we only yeah. know the first two actors right <laughs> it starts yeah. emma stone and ryan gosling that's pretty much right as mia and sebastian and the imdb list didn't have john legend until like he was like 50th <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh also making an appearance is john legend as keith uh who <laughs> when he showed up i was like john legend <laughs> I always forget he's in this movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, J.K. Simmons makes an appearance as Bill, mm-hmm. the the manager, owner of whatever, of that restaurant that um, Sebastian works at for a little while. He He's honestly kind of the same character. Yeah. I think it's just... Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I was. Pretty... The, I think I wrote down something like, is this the same guy? Like, is this him? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be really funny if when he was firing him, he just started slapping him and going, am I rushing or <laughs> One, dragging? two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Rosemary DeWitt plays Laura, Sebastian's uh, little sister. Yes. Little sister? I think older. she's older. I think she's older. I yeah. also love her. She's been in a bunch of fun stuff. I've never seen her before. Maybe I have, but I didn't recognize her. I think her you all. probably have. She's been in bunches of things. Oh, neat. This is uh this probably doesn't matter, but the sister's husband, yeah. mm-hmm. who you barely see, <laughs> is the teacher from Whiplash, like the original teacher of Miles Teller in that jazz band. Huh? Because I saw oh. it this time, I was like, oh, I've seen that guy before, <laughs> and then I looked it up. That's awesome. Damien Chazelle is loyal. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because then when when he did Space Jazz, he put Gosling in it. If only he gave him a bigger part, though. He's like, remember that small part you had in Whiplash? I'm going to give you smaller a smaller part. one in <laughs> La La Land. Um, 
Hoagie, what do you think of First Man? Um, it's okay. I I have a hard time with space sci-fi movies already. Hmm. Uh, so First Man, I thought was pretty boring, but most of those movies I find pretty boring. Right. Even even Interstellar, Chris Nolan, my boy. Sure. That one's kind of boring as well. I don't know. They just don't do it for me. Okay. Um, did 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 either of you notice watching First Man that they just straight up used the La La Land theme? No. Yes, I think <laughs> I think I do remember that. What? I think I remember he, that. It's been a while because I saw it in theaters and I haven't seen it yeah, since. But it's like a. I remember sitting there and being like, "This sounds uh, strangely familiar." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like he. He's either like dreaming about floating through space or something, but it's just like you see space and then like uh, Neil Armstrong, Ryan Gosling is just kind of like floating through there, and it's just playing the La La Land theme. That's when he should have sang "City of Stars." Was when he was in space, <laughs> right? <sighs> <sighs> oh boy, uh, Oscars. <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, okay, so... There's a story of, here. <laughs> of course, I mean, everyone knows they announced that La La Land won Best Picture, and then the producer got on stage and was like, no, we didn't, and really angrily was like, Moonlight, you guys won. <laughs> no, really. And um, who cares? Yeah, what a nightmare that was. Do you know where I was? I was in the SLC with Hogan. <laughs> and me. The, were you there, too? Yeah. I were they because this is the year of Hacksaw Ridge. Where... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want everyone to know, everyone everywhere to know that I have won Hogan's Oscar, um, ballot, ballot. Yeah, it's really not fair at this point for the, for the last four I years. I think I need to. I think I need to give you like a two point handicap. No, you don't. So that everyone else has a chance because it doesn't matter. I don't get anything for winning. That's true. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let me have this. Just bragging rights. <laughs> Let me have this. <laughs> I tied with Tyler one year and that was sad. <laughs> yeah, the one the one year I had you know, I was like actually on top of it, not voting mm -hmm. for Hexot Ridge for everything. <laughs> Yeah, Tyler. Tyler knows his stuff. Tyler, Tyler does. Tyler knows. Tyler his does stuff. know his stuff. Tyler one year voted for Hacksaw Ridge for like everything, and he like put, he was like best picture Hacksaw Ridge. Wasn't that uh? Wasn't that Savannah too? Yeah. Didn't she? No, yes. I think she picked uh like Mel Gibson as best director, and we're like mm, probably <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah, she almost like beat me though. I remember because I was doing so terribly, and she yeah. like legit did it randomly. So I almost this year, this Oscar year, I had near nearly a perfect um ballot ballot yeah i think i tied with you this time didn't i no i won dang it <laughs> i can't even win my own competition no. <laughs> it's all i have i did uh <laughs> no I, I actually didn't get best picture right because i said it was going to be 1917 but so did I. I did oh, get same. bong joon ho right i thought he was going to win best director and he did and i'm yeah. so happy for him yeah this year well, the the um, the La La Land year, I got almost all of them right, and I put La La Land was going to win Best Picture, and it really pissed me off when it didn't, because I think <laughs> I was going to have 22 out of 24 right, and I had 21 out of 24 right. Dang. But now we've started, I mean, we did it last year, made our own Oscars. 
which yeah. was or no, we tried to pick the um we tried to pick the nominees. Oh yeah, god. Which was fun. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how we would do that this year because things are confusing. Very. Uh but Courtney, which Oscars did it win? Okay, so it won <laughs> Not Best Picture. <laughs> well, and what actually happened on the Oscar night is that they handed Faye Dunaway the envelope. Wrong there were two envelope. There, yeah, the wrong envelope. There are two envelopes for every category in case they lose one. So they handed her the envelope for um, best performance by an actress, which was Emma Stone. So when she opened it for best picture, she saw La La Land and was she saw best Emma Stone La La Land was very confused, but just said La La Land because that's the movie she saw. Yeah. Um, well, and then she handed it to the guy. She was like, uh, who's the guy she was next to? Um, I don't remember. Who's the lead in Bonnie and Clyde? It's that guy. Yeah, another old actor. Um, Warren Beatty. Yeah. Yes. She handed it to him and was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And, and he, he was, was and he, he was, was just like, "La La Land." He was the one who was like, "You dumb broad." Yeah. <laughs> just say the name. He looked like he looked at her like she was the dumbest woman in the world. It's such a funny clip because she legit was just like, "This is wrong," and he was like, "It's just La La Land." Yeah. And um, that's why old people shouldn't be on TV. Okay. <laughs> there was a slight pause in the middle of that sentence and I had no idea where we were going so thank you for taking taking that journey okay so uh, it won six Oscars I think it was nominated for 14 maybe yeah <sighs> um, it won best performance by an actress in a leading role Emma Stone best achievement in directing Damien Chazelle um, cinematography for Linus Sandgren uh score uh justin hurwitz we have um, to talk about him in a minute okay uh song for um city of stars which i kind of disagree with for justin hurwitz um benj pasic and justin paul and production design for david wasco and sandy reynolds wasco and then it was nominated Aww. for best picture tee hee hee um <laughs> Best Leading Actor, Ryan Gosling. Best Screenplay, Damien Chazelle. Um, best Film Editing, Tom Cross. Best Costume Design, Mary Zofris. And Best Sound Mixing for Andy Nelson, Ailing Lee, and Stephen Morrow. It was also... Um, I think this is also wrong because it was... Oh, wait, there's two more. I was like, uh, it was also nominated for Best Long Again. Um, two other ones. Best Sound Editing for Ailing, ah. Lee, Mildred, Yiratru, and Best Song for the Audition Song, Pasek and Paul and Hurwitz, which I think <sighs> is a better song than City of Stars. Yeah, I agree. I think that one should I won. was so... I, I remember putting on my ballot that City of Stars was going to win because I knew it was, but being like, Audition Song should win. I think City of Stars was the one that they used in all like the promotional clips and everything so that was the one that everyone was familiar well, with and they sing it twice during them yeah which the one with mia is better oh way better and i mean i don't know if now is the time to get into it do we want to talk about all the oscars or should i get into a controversial opinion i have oh uh the only oscar thing i really want to talk about is justin Hurwitz and how he's a fucking genius oh for sure what the mute i mean every song in this musical is insane like insane i get chills Mm -hmm. during every during every song yeah it's i i love the soundtrack when we used to go (laughs) 
um, to bars in college, Tyler would always DD and I would always be a little drunk and be like, play the La La Land soundtrack. <laughs> um, yes. And well, and even the so the soundtrack is amazing on its own, but the way the way it gets woven into the movie is so cool. Like when she when she's at dinner with her boyfriend from a big short and or the big short and he she just like starts hearing the main theme the um through that like little speaker mm-hmm. like you hear it you hear it subconsciously because it's it comes in so quietly and then you just see her face kind of like wait what what was that and then and then it starts to get louder and you finally like notice like oh then you hear it and it's like whoa well and there are huge chunks of this movie that don't have any dialogue and are just the score like it feels like a silent film yep and planetarium dude the planetarium is really i wrote in all caps planetarium scene best scene (laughs) yeah the planetarium is great that is by the way when megan got up to like go to the bathroom and she came back and was like she said what happened and went they went to space you missed it (laughs) you've missed everything they've gone to space they've come back down you missed the prequel to first man yeah, <laughs> jazz in space. Jazz in space. Jazz. Uh, 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 so your hot take? Tell, okay. tell me more. And I know this was a thing people said when it first came out, and I was like against it. I like didn't agree. Okay. Um, they're not good singers, and it does bother me. Hmm. And I know people said the the counter argument to that is. Well, they're just supposed to be up and coming artists. Who cares? That's it. It makes sense that they wouldn't be good singers. Bullshit. That's such a bullshit. Like, <laughs> claim this is a musical. We are not believing that they're actually singing in the middle of this. They literally float up into the sky. We don't need it to be realism that oh, you know, it would have really taken me out if they were you know good at the thing they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> um, I think that's such a stupid argument. Especially Ryan Gosling is a bad singer um there's like no way around it (laughs) he's just not good at it he's good at so many things he's good at so many things this is like it it did bother me this time watching it i was like oh they're bad singers and emma stone isn't that bad but she's not good yeah you can tell i think for her you can especially tell during uh someone in the crowd yeah because those girls are good singers yeah um but I it, I don't buy it that it's like, oh, they're just, they're up and coming artists and like they don't have to be good. Like that's not part of it, like blah, 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 which is what, you know, everyone said to defend it, like whatever. Um, it I, I don't think that matters because like nothing about this is really realistic, especially when you go into those musical numbers that are so like hyper, like surrealistic, <laughs> like they're not supposed to be real it just seems like such a cop out to be like, well, it's the realism aspect. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Stupid. Yeah, I agree. It's a musical; they should be able to sing. I think they're perfect. Otherwise, though. Yeah, I would agree, and I think the music, the way that it's written, even though they're not good singers, they pull it off for the most part. They like, don't it's sound not terrible, but it's just like yeah, it's not noticeable. Like I was listening to the soundtrack, and I was like, wow, I wish I could hear this like done well. Yeah, like I wish I could yeah. hear this like with a like a real singer because I think it would enhance it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think there is like 
it didn't the first time and the first few times i watched this i was on the side of like well they're artists like they're just up and coming <laughs> they don't need to be and i watched it this time and was like oh that's a dumb argument because like nothing about this is realistic and it doesn't matter it's just like they wanted these actors you like what they should have said in in response to that is we wanted these actors we didn't care if they could sing um <laughs> right because which true i think answer. is the, yeah that's what that's actually the true happened. answer but it, i do think it takes away from it a little bit yeah especially especially when you get john legend in there and <laughs> yeah. you're like oh oh people are good at this you know yeah. um we just didn't hire them and that is is so jarring to me i want to listen to a whole album of his bands his fake bands uh, yeah. music because mm-hmm. i was getting down i that love song. that song and it's so funny that that's when she's like you really changed. <laughs> oh gosh, that's no. the, um, <laughs> that's not that's what she's the, saying. <laughs> that's what she means. Is she's like you're no. not even. You're such a sellout. That's what she's getting at. <laughs> no, she's not. It's she's like looking the out scene for in... him. <laughs> she, I mean, so she I, only I have... says it when she gets mad at him. They don't have great communication. <laughs> they do. She gets not. mad at him, so that she's is... like, mm, "You don't even do jazz anymore." <laughs> we read. I have issues. We with read that. that. Scene. I love that scene. Oh, I like gosh. that fight. I think it's a well-written fight. Yeah, I think it's really well-written. So the only thing about it, though, is they both live in L.A. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have, like, a job. He's trying to save up for a club. Sure. Yeah. I don't imagine clubs are very cheap in L.A. No, probably not. No. And she also quit her job <laughs> at the coffee shop sure. to write her one room and her one woman play mm-hmm. and then she's like oh so when are you gonna be done with this band and he's like well we got to go on tour for like another year oh you're gonna stay with them for another year this is like the long haul i was like i mean he kind of has to at this sure, point yeah. like if if he's going to accomplish his dream yes it might not be what he wants to do now but he's still he's on the track i you know pretty young yeah and if he can make the money that he's making from this, then he can do his dream because what he wants to do is open up his own bar and have his own rooms. Right, like he has to sell out now so that he can... Right. Yeah. I guess it was like, yeah. I understood where she was coming from when he was like, the next few years. Yeah. Because that's a big yeah. commitment if you're dating someone and they're like, well, we're going to see each other once a month. For the right. Next <laughs> Not maybe. even. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was more that and then she like, I think it's like a classic thing that happens in real arguments where like, you're just, you're mad about something but you don't have any like, valid points so you just mm-hmm. like get mad about something switch else. switch it to something else yeah yeah so you're just like well is this even what you want to be doing when her real point is like we are we just going to go on with this relationship only seeing each other like every few weeks right. um so that part of the fight was realistic the, i mean t- the financials in this movie are kind of insane <laughs> um she quits like her job if, so i think she so he's her making... apartment is very very big <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even for the um, four of them. Even for the four of them. And I was looking at apartments in LA for a long time. So that <laughs> apartment's insanely expensive. Yeah. Um, he, though, was making $1,000 a week, which is good. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and then Plus, that's when she quits. Plus. That's when she quits the job. So I'm assuming yeah. he's So he's taking it. care of her. Yeah. Well, she's, it seems like she's staying at his apartment. So mm-hmm. I think he's just continuing to pay for the apartment and she's just being right. a typical woman yeah. and, you know, leeching off a man. <laughs> Wow. Anyway. <laughs> Ugh. Women. Women. Um. <laughs> I do like that scene, though, because it does kind of like... 
it's another i i think the the like sound design in that scene is great too like when they start really going at the it song the song ends stops mm-hmm. yeah oh. and then the fire alarm yeah um goes off there's a couple moments in this uh movie that are like um what's that called when audio gets real loud like uh all at once like oh never mind i remembered what it's called and it's not a good term um (laughs) not gonna say it um but so there's the fire or the smoke alarm there's the honking obviously Mm -hmm. um and then there's one other like beeping sound that happens but it's all very jarring but well done because they cut it when the beeping stops and stuff like that which is Mm -hmm. cool yeah um but back to this so, okay so back to the like that song and her being like he's playing pop music um <laughs> sort of deal it made me it reminded me of the scene in um a star is born oh god when she goes on i won't get into it i hate okay. that movie when she goes um on snl and mm-hmm. sings that pop song and bradley cooper is like he's like she's she's such a sellout i hate her i'm just gonna you know drink a lot and ruin her life um (laughs) and that's what it reminded me of much subtler in this and the song wasn't i think this song was really good but it is funny of like it's like it's weird because i don't think they want us to think the song is bad because it's not um but like we're not supposed to like it. Like, I don't think we're supposed to like it for him because it's not like his very yeah, specific for vision of well, what that's exactly what music. But <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's funny when these, like in both movies, it's like John Legend doing music that he might actually sing and Lady Gaga doing so- like a song that she might actually sing. And then yeah. they're kind of making fun of it a little. It makes me, <laughs> up. I mean, it's way more apparent in A Star Is Born. They're like, that song is terrible. And then it's like, well, that's Lady Gaga's first album, you know, right. and... <laughs> It's just funny to me. Yeah. But, uh, and even Emma Stone or Mia She says, says she likes it. She's like, yeah, I do. I actually like the song, but I know that you don't. And that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Which well, I think there's is also. Cool of her. During, I mean, she's saying it to hurt him. I think. She, well, she's saying it to like. <laughs> They're in a fight. And I think she's like, I know, she's like, but and I... you know what else? No, I don't think it's like that. I think Emma. I think it I think is it... like that. I think he offended her, which well, I think yes. is realistic. Like I like that he offended her when he, when he said, said the thing about you the can. Actress. When when he said you can work anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then she's like, "What do Not you mean really. I can just work anywhere?" Like, kind of being it. It was essentially him saying, "What you're doing isn't important." Yeah. You right. can just you can just come to where I am, and she starts to get mad, and then she's like. Why are you doing this? Do you even like the music? You're blah, like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not doing what I want to be doing, but neither are you. And so I think she does say it as kind of like a. She I think she yeah. brings it up as like a dig. I think she yeah, means it. but I think it's yeah. I just think it's more like her her side of the argument is way more like logical. Oh, I well. Because she, I like, don't know. She's. I think he takes it over the edge. Yeah. Yeah, I think for she sure, gets, he, but. I don't, but I think their original argument. Yeah. 
because is I don't what think... Hogan was saying of like he does need to work, like he does need to get this money if he right. wants to open yeah. that club. Yeah. And I don't think he meant for it to go into an argument until it got to that point, and then he was like, "Well, since we're here, you know, I'll hit you with this one." And... <laughs> oh, you took it to here. Yeah. I'm gonna take it up. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that. But that feels like a really natural progression of a fight. You know, yeah, like yeah, that's sure. written really well. I think that is how people fight. Because even because um, even when he asks her, you know, why don't you come with me to my tour over here? And she's like, "Well, no, because I actually have to rehearse." At that point, I think he. Like the first time he's like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that wouldn't work. And then something happens from there where. Well, he says, can't you rehearse anywhere? Yeah. He said, it's just you. Can't you rehearse anywhere? And she's like, um, no, because it's two <laughs> weeks away. And and I have all my props and I have to do it to the theater and blah, 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 blah. And I can't. And he's um, before that, he says, can't you rehearse anywhere? And she goes, anywhere that you are. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I think he means it as like, I just want to be with you. And she takes it as you're diminishing my life's work. Right. And then they just start to like really get into a fight. Yeah. But I think it works well. I like that scene a lot. I think it's really dumb that he just stays at the photo shoot. <laughs> yes. Why didn't he oh leave? Why didn't he call her? That Why didn't? That is another thing that just grinds my gears about that scene too. Because even when he's leaving he's like i'll see you guys later john legend's character is like hey we have that photo shoot is that still good like he could have like, said no yes yeah like, why didn't why didn't you be like oh actually i forgot and it does feel like a you know, really obvious plot device like there was nothing yeah. set oh, up sure. of like for sure like even just and i think i mean and it does it does like it does track you know they just got into this fight they're already not in a good place and so I think it makes more sense that he would be more willing to miss the play. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, even just a small thing of like, it'll only take an hour, like, don't worry. And then it ends up taking longer. <laughs> like the mm -hmm. fact that he doesn't even mention like, I have to be at this thing or my relationship will be over. Right. Is, is a little nuts. And the fact that he doesn't call her. Yeah. Just in between rehearsal and the photo shoot. Yeah. Easy. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just not even a text yeah i mean I'm, maybe he does but we don't he, see it but like <laughs> he's not a texter he's no. not a caller either i mean i was gonna say i was like well maybe like we don't really know the time of, she like i do she has an iphone 5 but i was gonna say we hear the iphone <laughs> ringtone a lot so we know phones exist oh yeah um yeah so that was that wasn't like that just felt it made me like dislike his character a lot yeah and well that, he that's like his lowest point right in this movie yeah um i do like how the the like arc of that fight kind of helps him like wakes him up to like this isn't the path you should be on necessarily if you want this dream to happen which eh. but then so like he has kind of gotten out of his funk and then that allows him to then go get her out of her funk when she goes home you know like she helped him and now it's time for him to help her i like that little that little arc right i think it's also like 
he clearly has a problem with like getting too invested in things. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, he's a person who lets like one thing consume his whole life. So I think it was also showing that it's like you let one thing consume your whole life, it's going to ruin something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's where he finally when she leaves, it's when he finally like realizes that. Yeah. Like actually, sure. cuz he knows it like rationally, like he has that conversation with his sister and she's trying to like wake him up. I don't know if he does know it rationally to be honest. Yeah. He's not very rational, is he? No, not at all, which is like good, you know, for the yeah. character. It makes sense. What is it? Um, you need a, a a little bit of madness is key or whatever. Oh. Seb's yeah. definitely got that <laughs> going <Yes>. for him. <laughs> he's oh, a lot he's of a little madness. nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. It's just I don't know. It's I I really like the I I I also like the kind of like um like two super ambitious people how hard it is for them to be together sort of thing <laughs> cuz it's like when she's succeeding maybe he's not and when like um he's succeeding she feels like she's failing. Yeah. And he even says they that get, in the like, fight. They get jealous of each other. Yeah, and he's like you just want me doesn't he say that in the fight? He's like, you just want me to um, whatever so you I feel, like feel he better says about yourself. More than yeah, once, like he his... brings that up. Yeah. That was like his big dig at the end, though. Yes. It was like, maybe you only hung around with me because it made you feel better about yourself or something like that. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that's a valid like criticism on his part. Mm-hmm. Not that it made her feel better about herself, but that she feels worse now that he's doing better. Mm-hmm. Um. I will say that that one woman show. Oof, that's hard to watch. I <laughs> um oof. That <laughs> just like the no one showing up and like all the like the props she clearly made herself. Yeah. As as someone who's like who's put up a show at Second City and <laughs> and been like, God, I have people show up to this bullshit I'm doing. <laughs> It really that hit that hit hard. When the and when the lights turn on and like oh. it's her three it's her three old roommates and then like a couple people scattered about the theater. Yeah. And she doesn't it was weird that she didn't say anything, like thank you guys all for coming. Yeah, that <laughs> was just weird. Walks and, off. But she has such a she's such a good actor, so like yes. her, they like cut to her and her face is just like clearly hot heartbroken. Yeah. And then she leaves. Mm-hmm. It's oof. She's really good at Emma Stone. Th- I mean, throughout this movie, she's really yeah. good at smiling and being like fake happy, but yeah. like you can obviously see that she is either super sad mm. or super mad or you right. Know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, as a as like a person who's <laughs> kind of actively pursuing comedy, this movie it's <laughs> it's too close <laughs> to home many yeah. times. Many yeah, times and, over. Well. <laughs> I, I find I always throughout since the first time I saw this movie I find myself uh, relating to Sebastian, as someone who's uh, got hard opinions on things, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love, I just like, so I think the beginning kind of drags a bit for me, especially like when we're waiting for them to kind of meet and be together. So like from another day of sun to like after a lovely night and when they finally like to like planetarium yeah 
I mean, that's that when they start dating. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, it feels like it yeah. feels long. It feels drawn out. I mean, there are like great moments. The great moments for the, sure. The daytime pool party where he's dressed as the like '80s kind of <laughs> thing, and she asks him to play Iran. What yes. a, that scene is. That so scene's hilarious. Funny. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, the way the the way the singer for the band makes him like turn to him like it's obviously like a a rehearsed thing where like yeah. okay and then you, every time i do this line you turn to me and like do something <laughs> and he's so not into it it's so funny well it's also funny to me like how how instantly they recognize each other like <laughs> these are people who have seen each other twice spread apart like with like he barely looks at her like the fact that he knew who she was is crazy yeah um and like knew from what moment he was like oh i was a jerk that night when i ran into you and i saw you for well and he could be talking about that or the car where he's honking at her oh you know what i mean like the two times they've met before have both been very negative interactions (laughs) right right but but for those like and there's of course great moments and i like Oh, I like a lot. I like I love a lot of it. Um, most yeah. of it, I would say, but it does feel like it drags from the like concert to the um, end of the movie is where I feel like it really picks up, and it's such a great arc and like trajectory for both characters. Yeah. My my big critique, though, I kept bringing this up last night because it was a real it was a real flaw in logic. Mm-hmm. Um, so she. So after the play, she breaks up with him and is like really upset. It's a great scene where she's like, no one came. And it's after she heard the stagehands making fun of her. Yeah. Fucking assholes. Um, yeah. Which is what, like, and so she kind of gives up. She's like, I'm going back home. Yeah. And she drives her Prius home. <laughs> she fucking leaves her Prius in Nevada. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, when he takes her to the audition. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really all I could. I that that's my big logic flaw is that her Prius is still there. A lot of this movie could be considered a commercial for the Toyota Prius. Um, the scene, the, sh- the shot they have of her of her driving, like a great joke, probably for people who are like super aware of LA, I guess, which a lot of this is. But yeah. her driving the Prius like in the desert looked like a commercial. <laughs> like it looked like a shot for like a. Sure. For Toyota commercial. But then he comes to Boulder to get her. And she leaves her car there. And then they're yeah. like, and then they break up. So now she's back in LA with no car. Maybe he takes her home. And you don't know. He drives. Because they, they cut they cut right after the audi- audition. Right. So you don't know what happens afterwards. Right. Well, it was kind of an emergency to thing, too. We had, to, we had to get there by five. You know what I mean? Five yeah, but like. They, she could have driven separately. She could have they like, could have driven. Yeah, I, but then I that, we wouldn't but... have gotten that fucking hilarious scene that where scene he's is very he funny. pulls up, he pulls up at eight eight. It's like eight oh two, right? <laughs> and he's like, "God, so disappointing." He starts to drive off, and she like grabs the door as he's great timing. I wonder how they coordinated that. But and he like yeah. you can see it in his face. He's like, "Oh," <laughs> and stops. She's like, "I got coffee. Like, I got coffee." <laughs> like, relax, dude. Ah. <laughs> uh. The, but if he would have f- left, she could have driven her car back. Yeah, true. That fight scene is great too. That's her Oscar moment. 
Yeah, where she, where like that's like a he, great monologue that I'm sure people have done in auditions since this. <laughs> yeah, maybe um, I'm not good enough. No, maybe I'm not. Yeah, and he calls her a baby. Yeah, I thought that was very funny. I love that. I love that scene when she's like, "I'm not going I'm, to that. That's going to be terrible." Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Right before that, when the casting agent calls him mm-hmm. to find Mia he's like wrong number and she's just she's still yeah. going she's like okay well we're really trying to get her and he's like no I'm not talking yeah. to her <laughs> like she's still pushing she's like well we have this open spot and it's like wow I don't know if a normal person would stay on the line that long stay on the line and keep trying well, he says he says wrong number and she clearly goes like well this number was written down like are you <laughs> like are you not the like emergency whatever for me and he's like not mm-hmm. anymore and then she's like well we're trying to find her and he's like why I guess I still care. <laughs> Wait, casting? <laughs> Wait. Um, I, I love that was... scene, though, outside. Yeah, and I thought it was cute that at the end, she was like, how do you even find me? And he's like, the the house across the street from the library. Yeah, because earlier... He yeah, listened. He like <laughs> <laughs> he's a good listener. Aww. Aww. Oh, it's so the mu- uh, the dancing the uh, my god the someone in the crowd is so hype, it's so yeah, hype. Yeah, that song mm-hmm. that song slaps. The fo- and I they're, love- uh, they're dressed like the totally spies and they're just like dancing in the street. It's so <laughs> cool. Everyone's dressed like a wiggle in this movie. <laughs> the and the when the camera's in the pool. It like it, it like jumps in the pool and then when it comes back up, cause there's the crazy slow mo scene where she comes out oh, of the bathroom really cool. and everyone is either frozen solid or like dancing in super slow motion, and mm-hmm. it I got I I got chills just now just thinking about it. It's so cool and uh, but then when someone it like the the camera like pans up and this guy's on the second story and he does a front flip into the pool and when when he like splashes the song like picks up and then everyone's in in normal speed again <sighs> it's great i think that's that's one of my critiques about the movie not that it's bad but like you go from the opening number which gets you hyped yeah to that one which gets you hyped and you're like man this movie is this movie's intense like I'm ready for this movie. And then you don't really have another big number like yeah. that until the very end. You have the planetarium, which is cool, but you don't really have another scene that kind of picks you up like that. That's true. You have the concert with John Legend, but nothing's really happening. It's just a concert scene, so it's not I agree. too exciting. Yeah. I think there could have been more songs. Yeah. Oh, I I think for a musical, it's kind of like lacking in that regard, and it's written, and maybe that's why I do think like another day of sun feels out of place. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I agree with you. I feel like I like both songs, um, like as songs, and I like both scenes watching them. But in terms of like the movie, I don't know if they make a lot of sense, except for the part where Emma Stone is singing kind of by herself, because that feels more. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in tone with the rest of the film. Do you think, well, the same place we're saying there's not like a musical num- musical number is the same place where we're saying it kind of drags. 
Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's not like if they (laughs) would have just thrown another one in there. (laughs) Maybe it would have. And with with those musical numbers that they do have, like City of Stars or the concert or the audition, nothing's happening during those numbers either it's just them singing that song or walking and singing you don't really have a dance number or something going on like you do with the planetarium so and they don't really for a musical you you go hard in the beginning in like that first 30 minutes and then the next hour is pretty slow with what they fill in there both story-wise and um visually along with the music because the music's still good i still like the music but it definitely takes a dip, and I think you need something to pick you back up, at least somewhere in the middle there to refresh you for the rest of the film. Definitely. Right. And also, like, City of Stars doesn't really, you know, move the story along <laughs> at all. Mm-mm. And it's so slow. Like, it's so, like, low energy. Yeah. yeah. And it's short, too. Like, it's only... Yeah, it is a short song. Because they do it twice, but both times it's only, what, like a minute, maybe a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Right. So you don't even kind of get, like, a full song out of it, either. True. For it being a two-hour and ten-minute movie, you're like, here's seven songs, three of them are a minute. <laughs> and you're like, oh. <laughs> well, and also because, like, like, a typical musical would be, like, almost all peppy numbers even if that's not like the mm-hmm. the like tone of that song is happy or excited but like yeah. it, it's still going to be like like a heightened number and mm-hmm. one or two ballads right like tops this is almost all ballads or slow songs and like one or two peppy numbers which is weird like it, and they're both they're back to back right so that's yeah, that's weird. I never thought about it before, but maybe that is my issue with pacing. Yeah, it's like album I think because you almost kind of have two different movies at that point where yeah, you have like a classic musical type movie for the first half hour, and then they're like, ooh, but now we're gonna make it a stirring drama for the next hour and a half. Right, and I think, and maybe that is my issue with the opening numbers that it feels like it's for mm-hmm. it feels like it's for a different movie, and I think yeah. like I think this is a really great movie, and I do love it, but I think it's not a great musical. Mm. if that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. i really like the music i love the yeah, music i agree but like in terms of structure for a musical and pacing it just it almost doesn't work yeah. well there's a lot of it that doesn't work um <laughs> i guess but yeah that's interesting i i completely agree with you man this movie sucks uh <laughs> Just completely, oh, no. just completely changed. <laughs> One eighty opinions. <clears throat> um, so I'm looking at my notes here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly uh, me just writing down funny things that uh, Ryan Gosling says, like, <laughs> like when he's in the J.K. Simmons diner or bar, or whatever. Um, it's neither of those things. It's a restaurant. Um, and he said he he just got like rehired, and the waitress comes by and says, uh, "Welcome back." <laughs> And he just says, there's a nice way to say that, Karen. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, anytime he says pishikaka is very funny. Um, when he does the rebel without a cause uh, quote, and he's like, mm-hmm. I got the bullets. <laughs> and then she obviously do- has, like doesn't get it. He's like, you've never seen it. Oh, my. 
<laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, I like Ryan Gosling is such is like we were saying earlier, like such a deadpan. Like he almost has no like expression. It's <laughs> like, so fun. Like, and I don't and then when usually he does, like it's deadpan. Like yeah, <laughs> the and the like him describing jazz and then him having visible like nausea over how mia is describing jazz he's just like so <laughs> heartbroken <laughs> like as she's describing it as like elevator music he's like <sighs> right. i feel like that's such a natural conversation too like <laughs> of all of the interactions between the two of them i feel like that was like i could see people actually talking like that and having this type of conversation because even when she's like well what about kenny g He's like, what about Kenny G? <laughs> like, yeah, it's awesome. I've had that conversation where I'm. Yeah, exactly. I've had that conversation where I'm Sebastian, and I've had that conversation yep. where I'm Mia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Um, his bangs are out of control in this movie. When yeah. he starts playing the piano too hard, and his bangs fall in his face, ooh, out of control. <laughs> yeah, in a good way though. I in like a great it. way. Yeah, great <laughs> hair, that guy. Oh, oh, for sure. It is yeah. annoying how good he is at things because he really is playing the piano. He learned. How he to play really piano. is. He spent like eight months or something like that learning to play piano, and he's it's like infuriating. I remember, I remember Nathan was so mad. So yeah. for those for those who don't know, Nathan is a classically trained pianist. With you know, he's been playing since he was five and is like extremely talented and he's like <laughs> i remember him saying like i can't even do that run the one where he's like the one that like it, when it In uh when Mia walks into the yeah theme. yeah the end yeah um although hey we can all take solace in the fact that he's not a good singer there we despite go despite the training the one thing he couldn't do yeah he had to pick one yeah, yeah. and it was piano and right. you know what they could have had a double i wish he would have been a better singer they, they could have oh, definitely wow. had a double for the piano yeah that's so simple that's what everyone knows yeah remember on titanic when they when he's like drawing her like one of his french girls and the artist's sure. hand is like obviously an old man <laughs> yeah like his hand oh my gosh i've never noticed his, that. the now i have to rewatch. yeah it. the hand drawing like uh what's her name is obviously like a wrinkly old man's hand well, and you know what's funny about That's this? Hilarious. It's like like it's really cool that he learned how to play the piano, but for the majority of that scene, like it's not they don't have his face in it. So like they he didn't need to learn how to play. Like sure. his face dips into the frame for a second, but it's not like it would have taken away if it would have been a double. It would have been the um so hard. <laughs> in the John Legend scene though. Cuz it's a wide shot the whole time he's playing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but that they could have totally like just had him playing the piano and it didn't have to match. There's also something very <laughs> funny about like he's 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 supposed to be playing so intensely and then at one point he like has his hand in his pocket. Yeah, and I was like that just makes it seem super easy that you're just like chilling with your hand in your pocket. Like it looks well, way less impressive now. <laughs> well, I think it's more that, or I think they did that on purpose as like he doesn't care about. He's just like doing his job. But he does care. At that he point, doesn't. he definitely does care. He's about... like happy with the band and he's having a good time. No. He's... Yes. No way. 
Yes, he's way. obviously on stage when Mia is watching him play on stage. He's not having a good time. Yes, he is. He's like he's, smiling and doing all this stuff. Uh, and then when he's talking about it to her, he's like excited about it. He's like, well, we're going to like tour the record so we can make a new record and all of this stuff. Like he is he's not mad about it. He's mad about it at the very beginning. He well, but in that in the argument, he says he sort of says no. When she asks him, do you like the music? And he asks her, do you like the music? She says, yes, but I thought you didn't. And he's like, it doesn't matter. So to me, that's that means he yeah, he does not like the music that he's playing. I think he's enjoying himself, though. I don't think so. But but there's also no like with his hand in his pocket. He's like he's like like I think he's. Like I think he, you know, he he smiles over at the drummer when he does his little lick, and like he's like enjoying it to a degree, but it's like obviously he is like not into it, like he's not into it, into it. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. He's enjoying himself and smiling, but obviously he's not into it. Is what you just said. <laughs> so mm. I I agree with both of you, and I I'm kind of the <laughs> middleman here where I don't think Ryan Gosling likes the music he's playing but i think the experience of being in the band and like that moment of having fans and having people that are actually listening to his music i think he's he's enjoying being in a situation where he's actually performing to people and people are actually listening right well and he says to emma stone he said why can't this be it why can't yeah and he says like why can't i do that and she said because it's not your dream and he's essentially like, mm-hmm. well, who cares? Like, I'm, I, like, and he says, this is the dream. Like, people, you yeah, know, do this their whole lives trying like, to get, yeah, trying mm-hmm. to get to where he is. So I exactly. think he is enjoying himself. I think he likes it. Mm. I think, it, I don't know if he likes it, but I think he, I think he, we're, he's not miserable. <laughs> I think he, in a way, sells out his insane notions about what is good music and what is jazz for this life where he's being paid well to make music and to be mm-hmm. like famous essentially. And yeah. I think we're not supposed to like that, but I don't think he has a problem with it until Mia brings it up. I think he says, he says like, it's nice to uh, have people, you know, care about something that you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that deep down he's liking any of it really. Like he, uh, yes, he likes, he likes having fans and li- likes being successful, but I think Mia's right in the sense that this is definitely not what he actually like wants from life. I I agree, but what I was saying is that I don't think he's thinking about that when he's on stage. Yeah, I don't think he's on stage being like, this sucks, I'm annoyed, I'd rather be playing legit jazz. I think he's on stage being like, this is awesome, I'm getting paid, all these people love me, like, whatever. I don't think it's until Mia brings it up that he's like, you know, fuck, she's right. Hmm. Yeah, because you can also see in the movie, even in the beginning when he's playing the piano in the bar, there you can visibly see, like, he's annoyed, he wants no part yeah, of this. and when he's playing he Iran, to play too. He wants. Yeah, he's... Yeah, and when he played Iran, and you don't get that when he's on stage. He doesn't have that same, like, demeanor where it's like... Oh, I think he does. I hate my life, what am I doing? It's not you as know, apparent, but I think he's still got that, like... Just like Mia when she's deep, covering deep it up down. with a smile. I think he does that too, really well. But. I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, what 
Mia, get down in front, bro. Like, come on. Oh, that was making me laugh so hard that she stands there for so long. No, oh, yeah. no one seems annoyed. And he yeah. doesn't see her for like a, like a second. Yeah, he's staring he's like, at the screen. <laughs> you would see her immediately. Also, then he stands up. Down in that, front, Gosling. Come on. That shot's very cool, though. So I'm not. <laughs> it's mad about so it. cool <laughs> with the on her face. Oh, it's awesome. Also, she looks gorgeous in that green with her hair back. Yeah. Ugh. Emma Stone just looks beautiful in every like in everything, but this movie, like especially the like hair and makeup and costumes of it. Yeah. Is awesome. A lot of good dresses. A lot of great dresses. You were yeah. Uh, then they recreate that uh, planetarium shot from the old timey movie where they're driving up the, the way, and then they, and then they do it right, right, right. And the planetarium, which is awesome, so cool. When his, um, the... I think it's really funny when she breaks up with her with Greg. <laughs> yeah, she just, sorry. She, she just goes, "I'm sorry," and then runs out. Like, imagine if you're him. Like, what's your immediate thought? Like, who is cares it... though? Fuck those guys. When the, the, uh, his brother is such an asshole, and it, like, where they're talking about how like movie theaters suck. <laughs> it's like fuck you, Greg's brother. Just like imagine if you're them though. Your first thought is probably like, oh no, she, you know, she probably has food poisoning. <laughs> I don't think your first thought is, wow, she broke up with me. I think it's she has to go to the bathroom right now. Right. <laughs> what is? strange addition to the story too at least i think is his character i don't know like, why i feel does like she, they didn't even need why him. does she need to have a boyfriend i agree like what yeah. is so it out that, of like... nowhere oh yeah she mentions it's, it's change someone like mentions season mentions it at some point someone says like before he shows up mm -hmm. like, like a few two minutes prior, before yeah someone's like greg Someone says something about her boyfriend, mm -hmm. but it does it. It doesn't feel necessary, and that's like the part that drags. So, like, why not cut it out? Right. They uh, yeah. they mention the first time I think we hear about him is uh, Ryan Gosling asks her about it when they're touring the Warner Brothers lot. He's like, "Who's your uh, Casablanca boy?" Well, that's because when he walked her home or walked her to her car, didn't her phone go off? Yes, it, it was, was Greg. Or something like that. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Because then you're like, who? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like his. I feel like his character was wasn't needed, Pretty unnecessary. and it was just there to, I guess, show that she was that <laughs> she likes him. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Right. It does. I don't think it makes a lot of sense because it is like, I think it's supposed to be like, wow, she can't resist. Uh, Ryan Gosling and like the like wants that in her life but it's like we we would have seen that without mm -hmm. her like and her boyfriend yeah yeah sorry runs away from table <laughs> <laughs> never to be heard from again yeah it also makes me uh curious about the very very end too where Emma Stone ends up I'm like, ooh, did she do the same thing to Ryan Gosling? Sorry. <laughs> but I can't anymore. With her new boo. Wait, what do you mean? What are you talking about? In the in the very, very end? Yeah. When you see Emma Stone and she's with that other guy? Uh -huh. 
And you're like, oh, she left Ryan Gosling too. Oh, well, they kind of break Was up on the, the same they, they break up. A- after the audition? Yeah, they break up after the audition. She says, what? It's true. Which I really love that scene. Ugh. She says, where are we? And he goes, Griffith Park. <laughs> She's like, no, where the fuck are we? Like, where are we yeah. in our and relationship? He, well, and he goes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, But I do love that scene, and I love that like sentiment of you are, you're going to get this. I know you are, and you need to put everything you have into it, and I'm going to put everything I have into my dream, and maybe it's better if we're not together right now. We'll just have to see. Yeah. I love that. I think that's I think that's perfect. I think that's yeah. like the perfect takeaway from this movie of like I don't know. Like there are like people come into your lives and like maybe Help they you. leave but it's not necessarily sad and like you got something from it. It's like um Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. even even though it ended it was it like mattered and it's great that it happened and like going away from each other maybe for the better they even say in that scene don't they say like i'll always love you or something like that or yeah she's, i'll never stop she loving says, you i'm always or, gonna love you i'm always gonna love you yeah which is very sweet yeah and i know like a lot of people and i mean we'll get to it like i don't think i put any of them in there but a lot of the rotten tomatoes review rotten tomato reviews were like why didn't they end up together like they were so, people were so mad and it's just kind of like oh you didn't get the point <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't about their relationship at all it was about like two people like following their dreams yeah and like yeah they could have ended up together and been happy but they neither of them would have achieved what they set out to yeah we do get to see what a perfect world would have looked like in the in the retelling in the mm-hmm. Retelling or the repri- reprise number, but it's so, not yes. a perfect Goes world the because host. they're not. They didn't in that like scenario. They don't like she doesn't become a famous actress and he doesn't. Don't they? No, because they're at the end. They're sitting at the club, which he does not own. She someone becomes, else is uh... playing it. Um, is playing the piano and. She does that movie, but like we don't see her on the billboard anymore when oh. they go into the club. So I yeah. think it's supposed to be like, like yeah, they could have stayed together, but then she wouldn't have put everything she had into that role, and it wouldn't have been the huge success that it was. And like them being together, like they weren't able to really go for their dreams in the way that they needed to. Huh. And so took... it is good that they broke up. Well, I took it differently as them like because it's when he's playing the me and sebastian mia and sebastian theme is -hmm. when is when is how they transition into this whole retelling of the story and for me it it looked like or it seemed like that was what they both wanted to happen like they wanted to reach their dreams and be together and then the song ends and we're back to reality. And it's like, that didn't happen. That would have been cool. But we know, like, it's not a perfect world. Like, it's not like the movies. Right. Yeah, I guess I took it as, like, a it's a what if we would have stayed together. Like, what if we never got into that fight? And what if he came to my show? 
like right god would... that's a funny scene when he's the first one to stand up it's like yeah that's that, it's really sweet <laughs> It's, what's really funny is that there's a woman sitting next to him who's like screaming, screaming. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was making me laugh so hard. <laughs> Just like some extra. Yeah. Just too into it. But I took it as like, like we could still have, we still would have had a happy life together. Even if everything mm-hmm. would have gone right, we would have had a happy life together. But he wouldn't have this club right now. And I wouldn't have the career hmm. that I mm-hmm. wanted. And that I worked really hard for. Because, like, I don't know the they fact that... They still had that really nice house. They had a nice house? <laughs> Hell yeah. Because um, wasn't it the same house that, like, she owned? Yeah. It seemed like the... It was, which was it weird. Looked, I, yeah. It, but a different kid. They only had $30 kid. million. Dollars, they probably... <laughs> yep. they, they only had $30 million. They couldn't rent another house. <laughs> <laughs> um. Because, yeah, because they pass a billboard with her face on it when she's with her, like, new husband... Mm-hmm. Which that must suck for Sebastian that his ex is like literally on plastered all over the walls. Plastered, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when they when they show up for when it's Sebastian and Mia, that's not there anymore. And then when they go into the club, it's not Sebs; it's something else. It's like a completely different club, and there's another man playing piano on stage, and they're watching. Yeah, because it it cuts to them like holding hands, watching. Right. So I took it as like. We could we could have been happy. We would have been really happy, but we wouldn't have achieved the same things. Do you interpret that scene as Sebastian's uh, fantasy? Kind of fantasy as he's playing. I think it's both of theirs. In, I always interpret it as Mia's because it was it Mia's because it like pans and like does a close up of her, and then goes to like her watching, and it it seems like it's from her point of view me hmm. it does have her house in it so how would he, would he know? know her house yeah sure. that's the real that's really why it is, is because <laughs> mia can't imagine another house <laughs> her imagination has a low budget yep <laughs> i i took it as both of theirs <laughs> they're just having a joint fantasy yeah, well yeah but <laughs> they're lucid dreaming <laughs> together that's my favorite together. scene is when they go into that studio and it's just all white. That's so cool. That whole visually and they change their clothes stunning. And, yeah. And the music that's going on during that scene, it's like I wanted more of this through the entire film and it robbed me of it for an Especially hour and a half. The, my favorite part, though, is uh, the, the thing that looks like one of those old-time animations with the mm-hmm. black cutout, paper cutouts and like yeah. the light shining through it. The silhouettes? Yeah, the yeah. silhouettes, but it's actually their them it's them oh yeah (laughs) so cool so rad i mean visually this movie like throughout i think is stunning like there's so many cool choices and like weird stuff that i think works tonally a lot of it reminded me of the graduate there was like certain things that like that directing like certain angles and there's a there's parts where like they both look straight into the camera which felt very like 60s 70s sort of stuff yeah um just really cool yeah. Well, and just all the homages to like old school movies with the yeah. like um like the transitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the uh title cards for all the different seasons. That was fun. Yeah. Especially well, the one it's... where it's a backdrop. Yeah. Like you don't think it's a backdrop and then it starts to like flutter in the wind and you're like, "Whoa, that's painting." Um 
Oh my god, last night I was talking about how the wallpaper budget for this movie must have been huge. Um, <laughs> there's so many insanely detailed like wallpaper moments that I was like, whoa. And then there's, um, then there's one scene where there's like, oh, and then okay, me and Sebastian's bedroom is just like white wall, like it looks like a hospital room, like it's so bare. And I was like, they ran out, they spent too much money on the other, that other wallpaper. They couldn't because well, it's Sebastian's. He. His his uh, apartment was always put bland. a plant in there. Yeah, that's what his sister Mia. was trying to get him to do. Yeah, poor Rosemary Dewitt. His new apartment though is swanky. Yes, I would love to live there. It was cool. I would. A bright blue love. refrigerator that looks like it's yes, from the fifties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smeg. Yeah, would love to live there. I was like, what a dream. <laughs> Again, though, create like crazy wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, just like insane accent walls. But I liked it. Yeah. Uh, cool thing that I noticed, or just kind of like put together. Um, when he's hanging out with John Legend at the practice, mm-hmm. uh, or the rehearsal, um, <laughs> John Legend has this like sort of monologue where he's talking about how you're like you're good but you kind of suck bro like you're, you're not fun and to he's talk not to. wrong and he's I, like, I wrote down like he's got a point <laughs> and i he think says that's... like you're just trying to keep things the same like you're trying to innovate jazz by doing the same like by just doing what people have already done right and, and jazz is not... about the future is what he's saying. right and mm-hmm. like anything nothing's gonna become big again you know yeah. if it's not new right like unless like you put your own spin on it um, because and, there's that hilarious moment where Ryan comes like they start playing he's playing and he's like into it and then they like put they just like put a little beat underneath it and he looks like he's gonna kill everyone in there he's yeah. like excuse me yes. what the <laughs> fuck do you think you're doing I, he just he, he, he looks behind him at the bl- at the like the wall like as if he's like unpunked or something yeah, it's like, yeah as if he's like, <laughs> he's he's like, like you're like, adding beats to this <laughs> What is going on? Well, it doesn't. It it is no longer jazz when he puts the beat on because it is a straight drum beat. It is not swung. Yeah. Um. Maybe funk, I guess. But um. There's a moment where John Legend is just like he's not scatting, but he's like pretending he is, like, uh-huh. and it is so funny. It's not supposed to be, but it was making me. He's just like shiba bow, shiba do. <laughs> yes, and then but at the very end, he says tonight. Yes. Tonight. Yeah. That's how he ends yeah. it. So yeah, he's scatting. I... He's saying nonsense words. But he's uh, not doing it well. <laughs> no, scatting it's like is if super I cool. Was... Yeah, if he were doing it. But then I he goes, cool. tonight. Tonight. If he, it was like if I was scatting. It was so funny. He was like, shuba daba doo. And I turned to Megan and was like, if that's not jazz, I don't know what is. And it's such a crazy scene. <laughs> I forgot about that. That really brought me a lot of joy last night when I was watching this. <laughs> well, and it's so, like, it's super jarring, but it's also way worse than what John Legend's band actually makes. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the, during the practice thing was awful. <laughs> like, it was genuinely bad. But then the song they play at the concert, is it's a good song. <laughs> but I also don't think that what they were playing was written. I think they were just like, let's get some ideas out sure. and figure it out. And yeah. And Ryan right Gosling's like the fuck you will like <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> uh, 
How dare yeah. you explore ideas? <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that conversation is kind of what leads him to start making compromises. Like he he does name his club Sebs, and mm-hmm. I don't think they serve chicken. Um, we'll never know. Yeah, I guess we'll never know if they have chicken on a stick. Who's to say? Who's to say? But yeah, I thought that was a cool cool moment. Yeah, I think it's nice that like John Legend is right. And he, he kind of acts as, like, maybe, like, the audience surrogate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of, like, hey, man, <laughs> you're never going to get anywhere if people don't like what you're doing. So do something people like or, like, create something people like. And, yeah, it's nice that he actually takes it to heart. And he's yeah. just like, screw you, man. So. Like John Legend's character, how he just shows up. And Ryan Gosling like immediately hates his character. I and was even Emma bring Stone's that up. like, "Why do you hate him?" And we Ryan Gosling know. never has like an answer. He's like, "Uh, he's just." I'm he like, "That's it." And you're like, oh, "There's okay. like he's a couple like, lines." He goes, like, "Ugh, that's Keith." Yeah, he's like, "What's wrong with Keith?" And he's like, "Ugh, Keith." You know, he's, <laughs> he's just Keith. We went <laughs> to like, school, went to together. school together. I think that he was replaced in a band. That's what it by Keith. By Keith, oh, I think. I think mm. in the beginning, when his sister, when he says like I've been Shanghaied, and she's like, "No, you weren't." Right? I thought it's because he. I thought he like bought a place. Yeah, that he didn't spend a lot of money. Yeah, that didn't fall oh. through. Yeah, I think he he tried to. I, I think he tried to start a club, and like the guy ripped him off. Yeah, because I think his sister says like, "You were ripped guy, off." You're you're still trying to get a club, and he's like, "Well, I'd have a club if." I wasn't Shanghai or something like that. Yeah. I thought, well, yeah, that does make sense. But he says to John Legend says, like, we shouldn't have replaced you. It was a dumb move. Mm. He says something like that. He's like, we shouldn't have hired that other guy. Like, you're a better piano player than he was. Yeah. Shabadoo. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have just <laughs> done that after every line. <laughs> Hey, you wanna... I love the scene at the end too when they do that fantasy and yep. John Legend's character comes up. Yeah, and, and, and Sebastian and just says like, no. "Go away," and yeah. he's like, "Okay." He's like, All right. he's like and then he goes to dance with like a random person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that end sequence is like perfect. Yeah, it's so. Cool. It's like for me, it's like up, where like the first ten minutes are immaculate. And then the rest of it is confusing. And then the rest and of it nonsensical. is nonsensical. Yeah, the rest of it is all right. Yeah, it's like I agree. La La Land. Like the last eight minutes or whatever is like, ooh, this is a great movie. And uh, the f- fucking trumpet, dude. Woo! Oh, oh yeah. that's amazing. Sheesh. I asked Ellie if uh, if she'd be impressed if I could play trumpet, and she said yes, but I would never be able to play it around <laughs> her because it's too loud. It's too loud. <laughs> I will say, as like a former uh, flute player, the like amount that flute and piccolo is featured in this music makes me <laughs> so happy yeah it's like not dried out it has like very clear like um it's, it's just it's featured mo- yeah yeah and like huge featured parts of it and it even makes me in so happy another day of sun oh huge part in another day of sun uh the planetarium it's the main voice yeah it's great it's as yeah. someone who <laughs> dedicated a lot of my life to playing flute <laughs> Yeah. Only to not do it anymore. Um, it makes me very happy. As a as a percussionist, um, the guy playing timpani in the in the semi truck during another day of sun, mm-hmm. 
He was playing the right rhythm, but he was not playing the timpani correctly. <laughs> I doubt he was a musician. <laughs> I'm sure he was just someone with a SAG card. Just trying to make it, you know? Yeah. As a wiggle. As a, Oh, so many wiggles. <laughs> was that like the official audition for like the new set of wiggles was the opening to La La Land? Those were all people oh. who got cut in the first round of yeah. the wiggle auditions. <laughs> Driving oh, home. you guys are dressed perfectly. Can uh, can you come over onto this highway right here? <laughs> they're driving home and they're like, one day I'll be a winner. Oh, you skateboard? Cool. Parkour? Oh, you parkour? Oh, um. And then I'll go old Derek Chiselle. <laughs> well, I, Derek Chiselle. I, I guess we can use some parkour. C- come on over here. <laughs> oh. Me. <laughs> Tonight. ba 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 Tonight. Tonight. <laughs> That's how they transition the scene, too. <laughs> I wish that just after every time John Legend talked, if he, was, <laughs> he was like, hey, Seb, we need a new keyboard player. <laughs> 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 uh, that would have made me just too happy. <laughs> and that I wish was that like, was the actual song when they went on for like the concert. <laughs> it was just him. Fire. Um, <laughs> because that would be a valid reason for Sebastian not to like him. If he was yeah. like, why don't you like that guy? There seems like there's tension. He'd be like, he does bad scatting after every All sentence. The time. It's, it's so annoying. And she'd be like, you're right. That is annoying. Yeah. And then they could make out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Courtney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we didn't do this earlier so i'm gonna um <laughs> cut it and put it earlier in the episode um so courtney <laughs> courtney why'd you pick this movie i don't know i because we both really like it and this movie yes. makes me very happy mm-hmm. and i said i was gonna pick a movie that makes me happy last week <laughs> correct um and I wanted to have Hogan on for this movie because you and I both really liked it. So I right. wanted someone who was like middle of the road on it. Okay. Um, but also just because of the, I think it's well written and I think the cinematography is great and the lighting design is great and technically it's it's really well done. I did really like this movie the first time I saw it. And I think I think it's one of those movies where it's almost like you go to a new restaurant and you try like something on your their menu and you take that first bite and you're like, oh my gosh, like this place is amazing. This dish is incredible. And then every time you go to that restaurant, you order the same thing, but it's never quite as good <laughs> as that first time you had it. Sure. I kind that's of like, agree with you. That's like La La Land for me, where I saw it that first time. The music kind of overwhelmed me in a good way. Yeah. And I think with that, the story, I just kind of went along for the ride because I enjoyed what was happening on screen so much. And I liked the characters and I wanted to know what was happening next. And even with the end, I know a lot of people didn't like the end. I didn't have a problem with it because, eh, you know, it made sense to what their characters or aspiring to the entire movie. Um, but then rewatching it, you don't have that excitement 
that you get the first time around because you're not being exposed to all these big numbers because you already know they're coming up and you know they're kind of few and far between, especially like you said before with the two kind of bigger classical uh, musical numbers almost feeling like a different movie because they are in the beginning and then nothing else is like that kind of through the rest of the film. So you already know how it's paced. So I think when I rewatch it, I'm a little bit more focused on the story part of it. And I don't think the story is great. It's good, but it's, it's pretty not great. simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every time I rewatch it, I just don't, get as excited and especially after the first 30 minutes when you get those kind of big hyped up numbers and a lot of the heavy music that you get that same theme throughout the movie but it's kind of a little bit more subtle and then you have a lot of the slower songs it definitely feels like it drags even more so than it already does the first is my two cents yeah the first time I saw the planetarium scene, it 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 really blew my brains out. I kind of lost my mind. And there's still cool scenes when you like rewatch the movie, like the opening number, um, someone in the crowd, the planetarium scene, even the audition when she does. Oh, that I love. Song. We didn't talk about that, but I love the audition. Like yeah. they're all great scenes, and they're they're still enjoyable to watch, but. It's just you have to then deal with the filler that I don't think is worth those fun moments for me. It's kind of a long, a long movie to sit through to get moments of that excitement that you had the first time around that kind of consumed you throughout the entire film. Now that you're rewatching it and knowing those scenes happen, the rest of it, you're like, okay, let's... Let's get this moving. Let's get to the next scene that I like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's yeah. skip forward. <laughs> I love the audition, though. Oh, my God. And I thought, so with the audition, her uh, her singing, I feel like. It's the best she sounds in the whole movie. Well, and I think the amateurish nature of it in that number specifically actually lends to it because it feels like unrehearsed which is what that audition is like she's going Mm -hmm. off the hip and right i think it's also like like meryl streep said once that anyone who can act well can sing and i think she's just really selling it like the emotion of it i think is being conveyed really beautifully and i think yeah focus as much on like the tone and like strength of her voice which is not there sure did they record her live for that i thought i saw the they might have. I think so. They recorded that live for that scene. At least, yeah, at least for that one. Because I, I love especially the love that scene. Oh yeah, it's so cool. Um, but I I really love how it ends, where she just kind of like whispers again, mm-hmm. and it just kind of yeah. like trails off. It's really really neat. Right. I was telling Ellie. I hope that she actually sang during her audition. Like the casting director was like, tell us a story. And she just started singing. And the casting director was like, oh, oh okay. Oh. Uh, here we go. It is. It was like a funny moment. I was watching it with my friend Camille, who's an actress. Mm-hmm. So like, um, 
like a lot of this hit close to home for me but like she you know goes and audition rooms oh, yeah. and so all of those scenes she was like oh boy we've been there which was <laughs> very funny to watch but during um when the casting director was like there's no script um just tell us a story you're a storyteller both of both of us were like oh god what a nightmare like <laughs> yeah both had, oh yeah her especially i was just like oh this reminds me of so many improv classes that i don't like to be in and <laughs> <laughs> just what a full nightmare for if someone to just be like tell you a story and you're like uh, um absolutely <sighs> but the when she walks in though and they're like so the shoot's gonna be for three months in paris and it cuts to her and she's she goes from like kind of like expression expressionless because she expects you know them to be texting and shit mm -hmm. like they always have but like this one's obviously different and she just yeah. kind of gets this like smirk on her face. Uh, I love that because like it's oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> I do think like all those audition like that audition sequence in earlier in the movie is really funny, and I yeah. think it like conveys a lot of like oh she's getting beaten down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, especially when yeah. Uh, she walks into the hallway and it's all redheads that look like her <laughs> in the yeah. white like blouse. Right. Yeah. Um, Rough. I do think it's funny how much she dresses up for each role. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she, she like is actually wearing scrubs at one, one scene. <laughs> it's like it's maybe why you're not getting hired. <laughs> Too extreme. Try try hard. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Should we do some rotten reviews, Tyler? Rotten reviews. We need Ooh. a theme. We need a theme. Rotten reviews. Rotten reviews. <laughs> I think you should record that. <laughs> As like a little segment, and then every time you do a little sting, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna scat so much for the rest of the time we do this podcast. Okay, are you ready? Absolutely. Great. This is from Stephen B. December thirtieth. <gasps> do you think he's related to Stephen D. from last week? All Stephens are related. That's what I've heard. Why yeah. do Stevens have such a problem with movies? Apparently? It's very <laughs> funny to me that you remember who said something. <laughs> Steve D. We had, we had a, we know Steve D. I I'm unfamiliar. Um, <laughs> Steve B. December thirtieth, twenty nineteen. Ooh, Steve B. I have an update for you. Twenty twenty is not going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, I don't get it. People think Ryan Gosling is dreamy, and that's okay. I don't really like musicals, so I'm not the best judge. Yeah, you're not, Steve. Fuck off. But <laughs> I like the. I feel like the singer should be able to sing. Don't get the hype on this one. Ooh. All right, Steve, I do agree with you. Damn. One that's and a half what I always stars. find funny, especially about Rotten Tomatoes, and probably with the audience score with that, what, 81% or something like mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. is you do have those people who don't like musicals, but then we'll go to see them and then write a review and be like, I don't like musicals. It's like one star. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I don't like horror movies. I don't then go to horror <laughs> movies and write reviews and be like, I hated this because I don't because fundamentally there was nothing about it that could make me like it. Right. I went in knowing I wouldn't like this. Yeah. I just find it funny when you read those like negative reviews and like they start off by saying, I don't like musicals and <laughs> Oh, I, I can see where this is going to go already. I feel like Steve Stevie was like, hey, bro, I don't like musicals, all right? I don't, really go, I don't usually go see him. My girlfriend needs to go. My, my girlfriend. What? My girl girlfriend. My girlfriend. Girlfriend. 
I like my women. stupid about my own girlfriend. Maybe go see this musical. <laughs> but then he felt inclined to write a review about it. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, Steve. All right. This is from Emmanuel A. September 26, 2019. So many cliches and ultra predictable. Even the camera work and dialogue were predictable. The visuals felt like I was watching Teletubbies. It, it was a mind-numbing experience, and I had the dish I that I had the displeasure to go through. Only recommend watching if you're brain dead already. Half star. Hard the shammer work was predictable. Yeah, huh? I disagree. Fuck out of here. He just always thinks the camera work's gonna be nuts. <laughs> I just don't <sighs> know how any movie the camera work can be predictable. Like what? Yeah. Ooh, they're gonna cut to this guy while he's talking. <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> I yeah. bet they do a close up. I bet, <laughs> bet this over the shoulder is gonna go back and forth a couple times. Jeez. But well, I bet they're gonna show a wide to establish where we are. <laughs> so predictable. <laughs> well, and 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 during the musical numbers, there's some bananas camera work going oh, yeah. on. Yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like, like this in has the pool. not predictable camera uh-huh. work. Emmanuel, watch it again, bro. Um Okay, and now we have my favorite review. This is by Angelo J, July 16th, 2019. And he says, more like blah, blah, bland. (laughs) 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 That's it? Oh. Yeah, that's that's a whole review. (laughs) That's awesome. Good job, Angelo J. (laughs) Oh, made me laugh the first time I read it. Made me laugh now. <laughs> Knocked it out of the park, Angelo. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, and now a real one. Um. Okay. In order to carry off a film like this, there has to be a total commitment to tonal control, and Chazelle has nailed it. There is, there is an early scene in which Ryan Gosling leans against a lamppost. And it will motivate in even the most cynical of hearts a certain primordial swoon. The people involved in this project know exactly what it is they're making and exactly how they want it to feel. Mary Zofra's costumes are stunning, worth the price of seeing the film on the big screen just for the clothes. Stone spends most of her time in brightly colored, solid dresses that are each like the petals of a, the peel of a bell. And Gosling's two-tone shoes are going to bring back two-tone shoes. Don't believe me? See the movie. It's just gorgeous, like a flipbook made of dreamy vintage postcards that are somehow contemporary life, that are somehow about contemporary life in Los Angeles. It's Linda Holmes from NPR. Wow. And I didn't have my glasses on, so it was hard to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Linda, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, the, I do. I. Uh, it's so cool. The, what she was saying about like. How it's a contemporary movie, but it's really about the history of LA and like Hollywood, yeah, and, and like an homage to it. It's it's really mm-hmm. cool, yeah. And two people who like are lately, kind of obsessed with that history. I feel yeah. like lately there's been a lot of like love letter homage movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this one like kickstarted it because I feel like uh, Ever I feel since. like after La La Land you started getting a lot more. Oh, this movie's just a love letter to movies of the seventies, movies right. of the eighties. Oh, this is a love letter to this director and how he directed movies. I and think... I, I didn't notice a whole lot of those before La La Land. Yeah, I think that's always been like a like a trope in movies is like mm-hmm. 
like 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 because you you write about what you know sort of yeah. thing and like right. what do writers know but movies like what do film writers <laughs> what are they obsessed with like what are they passionate about movies so i think right. it's like pretty common i also think it's like um there's there's always been an abundance of like writers writing about writing uh yeah. like which eh, is fine but um I also think this was like started a thing of like there there had always been this kind of like um like oh New York is this really cool you know city that we can all like there's so many love letters to New York and I think this was the first one that was like well LA is cool too and I can love it here <laughs> too and then people were like wait we're allowed to like LA is <laughs> kind of what yeah. this felt like and then I think you started to get more of those like types of movies being like yeah. oh we're allowed to like celebrate kind of ourselves mm -hmm. in, yeah. um in our work yeah and so that ends up happening this whole time i was trying to think of um other examples of like quote-unquote love letter movies and the only other one i could think of was also a love letter to la and it's once upon a time in hollywood that's what <laughs> i was thinking too yep um and that was after la la land so you heard it here first uh once upon a time in hollywood was inspired by la la land Quentin very Tarantino different movies. saw La La Land he's like I'm gonna make that movie <laughs> can, Tarantino can you, style my, yeah my version of it <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine him cool as well like <laughs> I still wouldn't see it <laughs> uh, damn it I'm trying to think of more love letter movies Steve Jobs is a love letter to Apple <laughs> <laughs> Steve Jobs is a hate letter to Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, <laughs> Steve Jobs is a hate letter. He is not likable, that whole movie. I think Steve Jobs was written by Steve Wozniak. I think. He's like, like, I'm. Why would he cast Steve? He, 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 he called up uh, Aaron Sorkin. He's like, let me, uh, let me give you some revenge. material. And you know who I want to play me? Seth Rogen. <laughs> hey, he does a phenomenal job. He does. Yeah, but imagine finding out that like, imagine the like the, his phone call of like, well, um, we got we, huge news. Fastbenders, Michael Fastbender is gonna be playing Steve Jobs, and he's like, oh my god, that's amazing! What a fine what, actor who's gonna be also, playing me. And they were like, uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, like Michael Fastbender, a great actor, but also one of the sexiest men alive is gonna be yeah. playing the guy you hate. <laughs> he doesn't look sexy in that movie. He looks like the opposite of that. Sexy. Is yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, Steve Jobs, not a, not necessarily a fashion icon. Maybe though. I think he is a fashion icon. Yeah, because he always wore good... the turtleneck and white yeah. shoes. Dad jeans. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. He's gonna put a thousand songs in your pocket. I'm gonna put a thousand songs in your pocket. <laughs> how do we? How do we end up talking about Steve <laughs> because Jobs? Because I will bring up Aaron two Sorkin episodes in, in a row, <laughs> and then I watched it for Hogan's podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yes, yeah, so we just Steve talked about it. Steve Jobs. And the social network. Heck you know, yeah. going off topic a little bit, you know sure. what other performance like Seth Rogen also blew me away? Hmm. Zach Galifianakis in Birdman. Hmm. Oh. I don't even remember him in Birdman. Incredible performance. I haven't seen Birdman in a really long time. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Everyone does a fantastic job in that movie. Another Emma oh, yeah. Stone 
Yeah. That's just another example where, like, you see this typical funny man in a different kind of role, and you're like, wow, they killed it. Like, they should do more roles like this. A lot of that happening recently, too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Steve Carell. In... (laughs) Oh, Foxcatcher. Oh, okay. Or, like, anything he's done. He's done a lot of dramatic stuff recently. Right, right. So, I like Steve Carell, but, man... I have a hard time getting Steve Carell out of that typecast right. role. He'll like even be in those Mike, dramatic Michael roles. Michael Yeah, like Foxcatcher and even in the big short. Yeah. It's almost like he's trying too hard not to be Michael, where it just brings you back and you're like, Yeah, no. Yeah. I know it's you, Steve Carell. <laughs> you can't fool <laughs> me. Don't try to <laughs> pull one over on me. Uh but I was thinking uh Bill Hader in Barry. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I was also thinking of. Um, That's still a comedy, though, they consider. Yeah, but they're like, it's. Um, what's another? He does a very different. It is a very serious role. show at some times, too. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Well, have you ever seen The Skeleton Twins? No. Mm-mm. A movie with Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig that I love. One of my favorite movies. It's very. There's a lot of really dramatic stuff about it. And they're both excellent. Yeah. And what's his name in um, the gem, the gem movie? Oh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler in um, mm, Uncut gem. Gems. I was like, what? Yep. Sorry. Tyler, I I still don't think I like that movie. I, don't, I watched it I again, and I think it. I I think I do like it now. Yeah, I like Adina Menzel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched the other Safdie Brothers movie, Good Time. Oh yeah, was that good? It was good. You can tell though that like you know how you can you can tell like this was the movie like you can tell which movie was made first because it like the one is like the more refined version. Mm-hmm. Uncut Gems is the more refined version of Good Good Time. For sure. Nice. You can see what they were trying to do in Good Time, and then they like nail it in Uncut Gem. That like they chaotic. Gave, they nature. gave them more money, and they're like, "Nice, we're gonna we're gonna make this movie." <laughs> right. <again."> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think I took us down a rabbit hole. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, that's okay. Wait, I'll get us back. <laughs> Transitions. And now we're back into it. Tonight. Tonight. <laughs> Uh, Courtney, uh, give us your review. How many how many Oscars out of ten would you give it? You know, I feel like I didn't love it this time as much as I have before, and that makes me really sad because I do love this movie. But there was mm-hmm. something about this time where it did feel like it dragged, and there were things that felt like out of place. Um, that being said, I think it's visually like perfect. It's very beautiful. Um, I think Emma Stone's great. I think Ryan Gosling's great. I think they should have used voice doubles for their singing. Um, <laughs> I think it does matter that they're bad singers. But um, I really like it. I really I really like the end. I like the parts that feel like they're a silent film. Um, and I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 Oscars. How about you, Hoagie? So, uh, so these Oscars here, are they like, uh, they're legit Oscars here? Like, uh, best picture, technical, music, all that kind of stuff? No, definitely Um, not. 
I think uh I think for the most part La La Land is a exceptionally made movie. Um I think the performances are solid. I think the music is probably its highest point. Um and really what I watched the movie for. Um the writing is the only thing that doesn't blow me away and when I'm rewatching this movie, that's what I focus on the most, which is unfortunate because it kind of takes over all the other experiences that make La La Land an otherwise great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point in time, having rewatched it a couple times, I would probably give it seven out of 10 Oscars because I do think technically and with the music, um, it is an exceptional film. It just doesn't. It's not a perfect film for me, unfortunately. Um, I think the only difference, or like the only thing I feel differently about than you guys is on multiple viewings, I still kind of get that same same feeling out of it for the most part. Um, I did notice it drag a little this time around, but. Even during the slower parts, I still loved Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone just talking to each other. They've got insane amounts of chemistry. Um, So, and, but like, otherwise, yeah, I agree with you guys about the technicality of this movie. It is a master, like a masterwork of like technical and like um, just executed very well. Um, so I'd give it like a nine for me. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> Movies, man. They're pretty Actually, cool. uh, I'm gonna take one of my Oscars and I'm gonna give it to Moonlight instead. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Here's a question. Do you guys agree that Moonlight should have won Best Picture? No. I don't either. I think Moonlight's boring. I think yeah, I think Moonlight is a powerful movie, and it's got mm-hmm. a great message, and it's yeah. definitely an important film. But yeah, it is. It's kind of boring. I think it's boring. I read the script and I liked it, but it's still like, oh, yeah. Talk about I would. The I think it was like structured really well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I did not feel as invested in it for sure i would have i would have given it to la la land that year yeah i think technically la la land was maybe a better movie overall yeah so hogan your podcast where can people find it uh pretty much everywhere it's on uh spotify google apple iHeartRadio, all those good places yeah. If you listen to your podcast somewhere else, I probably don't know about it. So let me know. I'll get and it there. it's called Drive-In Movies with... Drive-In Movies with Hogan and Rudy. We have uh, new episodes every Friday. And we take two movies um, and just kind of compare them against each other. We try to take similar-ish movies. They're not always perfect. But try to get like the same genre and same feel of a movie and put them up against each other and see you know, what we thought was better and which one we think did things in the movie better than the other. So it's a fun time. 
What a great concept. Um, it's really fun. I was on um, to talk about the social network and Steve Jobs, and you should listen to listen to that episode. Yeah, episode six. <laughs> episode six, featuring uh, special guest Courtney, and uh, we'll get Tyler on here. Uh, I'll send you our calendar of upcoming movies, and you can pick one that uh, that suits your fancy. Can Heck I yeah. can I call um, Hogan out real quick? Uh oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> all out. A few months ago. I was like, you know who would be the perfect guest on our podcast <laughs> is John Hogan because he knows so much about movies. And I texted him in like June and said, would you like to be on our podcast? And you know what he said to me? He said, no, I think I'm better as a listener. No, I said, saying, I, don't, I don't have a mic. No, that is, not, mic. that is not what you said. You said, I think I prefer <laughs> listening. You said, I think I prefer listening. You guys and are intimidating then, because you, and you, then, you go into and so much then, detail about your movies. And, and if you listen to me and Rudy, we're like, I liked And the then he lighting. starts his nice. own Next podcast. category. <laughs> and then he starts his own podcast without without a word, you know? I just I just saw the Facebook invite to like it and I was like, excuse me? You refuse to be on film school and then start your own film <laughs> podcast. I did not refuse. It's a little sus. I did not sus. have a mic. I did it's not a little have sus. a mic. Okay. Someone hasn't watched Batman Begins, even though Ooh. I watched an entire season of a show that had twenty-four episodes, and each episode was fifty it had minutes 21 long. Twenty-one episodes, and you, know, <laughs> oh, that's you okay, said Coco. I'm better at listening. I because don't want to be on your podcast and then started your own film podcast. And then I had to bring and then when I asked you to be on it again, I had to bring up the fact that you did that. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you can't say no, but remember when you said no and then started your own podcast? <laughs> Cause I did. Oh, wow. oh no. <laughs> but anyway, I hope we can still be friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm here now. I'm yeah, here you're now. here now. You're on just... episode six. Yeah, you were, you were the very first guest of. Yeah, because that's Hogan what I do for friends. <laughs> 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 I go on their podcast. I didn't say no first. I said yes, of course. I said I'll do it this week. Oh, that was because you're watching The Social Network, and I love that movie. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm still brokenhearted about Batman Begins. I'm, I'm never going to let that go. I'll get there. I think about it. I swear to God, I think about it once a day. I I may have a confession to make to you, though. What's that? Um, oh, I I think uh, I know this. I think I know this. Hold on. I finished Gilmore Girls uh, so quickly mm-hmm. because I watched it on one point five speed. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, that dialogue. Whoa! They speak it was fast flying. to begin with. You're it nuts. It was flying. You're nuts. <laughs> They all sounded like chipmunks. No wonder you didn't like it. <laughs> it's not that I didn't like it. It's just one. Well, you you just didn't I, get. You just didn't catch any of the dialogue. I didn't, you I didn't know have any personal reasons to continue on to season two. I had oh, fulfilled you, my side of the bargain. You hate women. No. What? <laughs> oh my. She gosh. does this all the time. <laughs> oh yikes! <laughs> oh yikes! <laughs> 
I, I so think, anyway, I think, Tyler. I think I'm losing. Uh, I think I'm losing connection here. I, I think I might drop off. <laughs> so Tyler, if people wanted to follow you on social media, where would they go? <sighs> well, they'd go to Tyler's new groove over on that Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow Hoagie on. Well, mostly Instagram. I know you're on Twitter, but you're not. You're not tweeting uh, very, uh, all the time. I don't think I'm on Instagram either. Am I? Oh. I don't think you're on Instagram. <laughs> Just really Facebook, honestly. Yeah. Friend. Good you can you. find me on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. You can find him on Letterboxd. <gasps> yeah, I'm on yeah. Letterboxd. I've been really bad at updating this past month, but I'm usually I'm usually pretty active on there. So. Heck yeah. W- what's your uh, handle? That's a great question. Um. Really, usually it's right like now. Jonathan oh, it's, M. Hogan. It, it's Chips Ahoy 37, of course. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgot all about that one. Um, Courtney, where can they find you? I'm at Cordell Hall everywhere. 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 And if you want to keep up with the podcast, you can go to at FilmSchooledFM. Hoagie, what, uh, what's your podcast's handles is? Uh, that's also a great question. I am not prepared for for these types of questions at that's all. That's okay. I think it's while like... he while he looks it up, if you're if you're listening to the podcast, which I know there's like ten of you, maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like why not like it and subscribe and write us a nice review? Yeah, yeah, always good that'd idea. Be, that'd good be like idea. really nice of you. Like that'd be like real chill and real cool. Yeah. Um. For See. every review we get, I will scat. Uh, <laughs> I'll scat on my Instagram stories. Sure. And I'll scat your um handle into <laughs> my Instagram story. That'll be the, the how you end it. Scab it about bat Tyler's new groove. Yeah, I'll I'll just be like, hey everyone, scoop it about bat. Thanks for the review. Tyler's new groove scoop it doo tonight. <laughs> so if you want that, <laughs> write us a review and I'll do it. She will. I will. I have no shame. Oh, what's your Can you record an intro for our uh, for our podcast? Ooh. Oh, I would love to. Episode seven. You can find our podcast uh, at Drive Movies Pod. Uh. Um, that's on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. And then if you're looking for our Facebook page, it's at Hogan and Rudy. Hogan and awesome. Rudy. Rudy and Hogan. We'll have Rudy on soon if we can get him. What a yes, please. What a oh. get. Yeah, I mean, I can I can barely get him on for our recording sessions. Yeah, so. if you could put in a good word for us, that'd be huge. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to send like uh, a pigeon or something to get to him because <laughs> he doesn't have a phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One what? Oh shit! I'm trying to remember the lyric. One person could be the one who you need to know. Ugh, I can't do it. Um. Courtney, do we have a movie for next week? <laughs> what just happened? The someone in the crowd lyric where it's like someone you you need to know one one chance encounter. <laughs> and like that's how you're going to get famous or whatever. Remember that? I remember the song and Yeah, I, I remember I do remember the song. I don't I don't think you got any <laughs> a chance encounter. <laughs> chance encounter <laughs> is a word. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a different melody too. I don't know what. No, was... it's the beginning of the song. It's when all the roommates are talking about it's, like you've got the invitation, you've got, got the, the right, right address. address. 
you need some medication, the answer is always the answer is yes. always yes. Just keep just keep going, Coco. Just just take us right through that song. Oh, <laughs> chance encounter. Chance encounter. <laughs> one you're okay, so uh, that was just actually a lyric then. A bit more. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty. No, I think that you were wrong and I was right. Scuba da bow. Let the, let the record show. That I'm f- always right. I feel like a uh, like a child in with feuding parents. <laughs> Do you feel like a child of divorce? Yeah, I feel like I have to podcast. choose one of you. I feel like I have to choose one of you. <laughs> That's a great way to describe this podcast. It had choice it encounter. You- no, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> it makes you feel you're both like right. you're listening to your divorced parents. Yeah. Put it on the back of the box. I like that. I like that vibe for this podcast. <laughs> That's the goal for all your guests to make them feel like a child of divorce. Mm-hmm. We're gonna watch Kramer versus Kramer next. Nice. I was just about Marriage to ask. story. Oh god. Um, I was kidding because that's about a child of divorce. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can watch it. Sure. I don't know. Don't uh, don't watch it. I don't know. Which I, one? I haven't decided. <laughs> don't watch anything. I, I need to see about a guest. Okay. I think you guys should watch Batman Begins because I think Coco needs to finish <laughs> that movie after. Oh, we only watch good five movies. Five months. <gasps> you take that back. And cut. That is the <laughs> best movie in the trilogy. Wait, really? You yes. agree that it's the best movie in the trilogy? Absolutely. More than Dark Knight? Yes. Wow, I found another person who agrees with me. Yeah, it's awesome. I didn't think I didn't think anyone was out there that felt as strongly as I did. I got you, dog. You know what? I've decided Yeah, pick I've me. I've decided to uh <laughs> go with Tyler. How dare you? Give me your allegiance. <laughs> How you agreed with me way more in this episode than you did with Tyler. <laughs> we just won't watch La La Land when we're mm. together. Just listen to the soundtrack. All right. Well, I hope you two are happy together. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, Hoagie. Thanks yeah, thank me. you. Oh, anytime, Coco. I'm sorry you know, if any- I bullied you. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a mic now, so anytime you want me, you did on, not say it was because of a mic. You just said you did. didn't want to do it. Oh no, I will gosh. look up the messages and I will we will post them on our Instagram. <laughs> wow, <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh my! But yes, thanks um, thanks for having me, and uh, we really appreciate it. You were it was great. a fun time. I I appreciate you guys not um being mad that I didn't love La La Land. No, that's so thank you. That was the point. We needed we needed to be grounded. <laughs> I'm happy to do that. Yeah. And uh Tyler, you'll have to uh join us for an episode on our podcast. Heck yeah, I'm very excited. Alright. Well All right. see you next time. We'll let you know what the movie is. Sure will. Ready, Hoagie? Yes. And, and cut. 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 Tonight. Tonight.